Comics Inebriated, a podcast about the history of fiction and nonfiction in comics, along with current events, hosted by comic creators Liana Kangas and the guest Matt Emmons. Welcome back to Comics Inebriated. I am Liana, your host, as per usual, and I'm joined by... Me, Matt Emmons, your other less known host. Lesser known host? Lesser, yeah, lesser known. <laughs> yeah, smaller that's, host. That's what yeah. we're saying. Uh, I, I yeah. thought that I was going to do co host again, but I decided no, not to because absolutely. Um, I got to put you in your it. place with your. I haven't earned extremely, it. I haven't earned it. Yeah. You have a su- successful Kickstarter going on right now, so I got to knock you down a peg <laughs> or so. You know, to like. Right now it's over. Down. So, yeah, probably. Yeah. It was extremely successful, though. Um, you know, it 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 screams Hollywood. I'm very proud of you. So. <laughs> um, we are super lucky today because we are joined by actually one of the first people that we had asked to be on the show. Um, we're real good buds with them, Mark Bouchard. Mark, how are you? Doing all right, Liana. How are you doing? Not bad. I love that we like literally were hanging out before the podcast. I was like, okay, see you in 20 minutes. Bye. So. Yeah, I pretty much just walked my dog and poured my drink. (laughs) (laughs) What are you you drinking? I forgot what it was. I'm drinking uh, some Canadian whiskey and a a polar seltzer from the, the great land of Worcester, Massachusetts. Oh, right near me. I can see, I can actually see the bear from, uh, if I look outside at the right angle. Hell yeah. Oh, it's, we have like a great like snap of Mark opening that. That makes me so happy. <laughs> One of the reasons why Mark and I, uh, probably for a lot of reasons, but mostly the love of seltzer and especially polar seltzer was like one of our friendship defining moments. Seltzer mm-hmm. is a newfound... It's not a love, but I was I, I I've recently taken to drinking uh, hard seltzers, which I'm doing now, and um, I was mad about it at first because I used to think it would be bad. You used to think you were old. That's what it was. No, no, I've never once this felt makes me old. old. No, I just thought it was like a toxic poison, and 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 venom. And speaking of venom. I think we're here to talk about some other kind of venom. Is this true? Yeah, yeah. I'm very down to talk about Spider-Man's Wario. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Who is Spider-Man's Wario? Venom. Who's got that W? Uh, venom, uh, Eddie Brock, Flash Thompson. There have been many, um, but I think I think it's. Uh, I, I I love Venom. I love the '90s edge of shit. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, thank you for uh, speaking for them. Yeah, um, uh, it's the only movie I own on Blu-ray. Uh, so I could I would say I'm a fan. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I uh, I wrote my thesis in college on Venom. Little known fact. Incredible! I Not tell a lot everybody of people can that. Say that. Yeah, and yeah. I 
didn't know anyone could do that. Yeah, I, I wrote my thesis on Venom as a metaphor for addiction and uh, the oh, hyper-masculinity oh. in 90s comics. Um, and I think what the, a really interesting part of, uh, of Venom is that like throughout the symbiotes and throughout the ages, or throughout the hosts and throughout the ages, Venom has continually represented the addict as is presented to us in like popular culture. Uh, and For those that don't know, can you describe to yeah. our listeners like what a symbiote is? Oh yeah, and how yeah. like it's just goop. It's just like alien goop. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say no, Canadian no. goop? Uh, alien goop. Yeah. Alien. Oh, alien goop. Okay. <sighs> yeah. No need to explain for how old. How long has Venom been? Uh, uh the inverse of spider-man like how long has venom been a part of spider-man i think since like i want to say the suit the venom symbiote like what would become venom yeah. was introduced yeah. in like, the late 80s um i'm not 100 percent on the year right. i feel like 89 86 to 89 is like that's when feels venom. right yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and then like it became a, a separate character in the early 90s i believe also um, feels right, but I might be wrong. I uh, it could have been the late eighties as well, but we we sort of get when Venom became Venom. Uh, we sort of got uh, it was this guy who basically was down on his luck. He was a newspaper reporter who reported all these killings uh, or reported like the confessions of the serial killer, which turned out to be rants fueled by the the serial killer's neighbor and uh, the guy lost his job because Spider-Man caught the real serial killer. And then uh, that caused him to lose his wife and he got really into working out. Uh, Spidey goes Spidey. Yeah. Uh, He goes to a church to kill himself and ended up bonding with the symbiote that made him venom because it sensed his, this is Eddie Brock. This is Eddie Brock. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, oh my gosh, they I, really truly did not touch on any of this in the movie. <laughs> no, no, nope. they did not. I feel like he's like, he was like, and when I read those as a kid, he was like the superhero ideal. Like, though he lived in the sewer, uh, <laughs> his whole thing was like helping out homeless people. Like, the first comic I ever owned was like, uh, Eddie Brock was like helping out homeless kids, like, from who are being like targeted by this gang. Um, oh my god was, what so an angel MO, he also there was this one of the older comics the lethal protector is like he's stopping uh, a real estate mogul from like steamrolling over this homeless encampment underground uh, so he did a lot of shit Damn. that was like it's like they were portraying it as anti-hero but like that's like what the real superhero is it wasn't like it wasn't like any like paramilitary strike force or anything. He was just like helping people who needed help. And that really struck a chord with yeah. me. Um, and it was really, it was really cool that he did that, but they like portrayed him the way he was portrayed was like as the classic Reagan era addict. Uh, the war. Oh, Reagan, yeah. Not, that was pretty Reagan. popular back then. Yeah. Yeah. Like the war on drugs sort of like contextualized venom. Uh, as who he was like uh just sort of like a monstrous like hulking cannibalistic like uh freak 
And yeah, and that was, I mean, that was cool, I thought, as a kid. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. Mean, it depends on the context. Yeah, that's cool as shit. Absolutely. Um, yeah, and we got, there was some like real, there was like a real horror comic with Venom, which was like, it, it was, it was a, I think it was three issues long, but it was Anne Nascenti wrote it. And uh, Kelly Jones drew it, and it's called Venom the Madness. And uh, Venom, like, bonds with some sewer sludge and tries to eat his girlfriend by accident. Uh, Yo! Classic. You, it do be like that. <laughs> Who knew that Marvel got so horror? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's insane. I mean, like, I'll show you the page after this. There's, there's, like, this one page on it that, like, fucked me up. Uh <laughs> growing up it was so it was what, so a, cool. what an interesting way to go like from yeah he's saving some uh old grandmas from getting their rent raised to completely to just yeah, just gonna <laughs> just gonna murder my girlfriend what a weird hiring change what a complex mm-hmm. anti-hero mm-hmm. <laughs> um I don't, I don't know if, if there's even an answer since you were saying uh, venom's been uh, um Venom's been an allegory for addiction in a lot of moments. Has there ever been a writer or art or like creative team that's ever dealt with addiction themselves that's also writing Venom? I don't know oh, too shit, much look at about these great questions. Damn, Damn. I don't know. Too I don't know. I <laughs> people who have written. I don't know too much about yeah. like the biographical uh, mm-hmm. things about the people who've written Venom or drawn Venom. But like judging by the sheer number of people, I'm sure <laughs> someone has. You're like, you know, maybe. Statistically speaking. Perhaps. You know, yeah. Like I'll people to... who make comics, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll have to do some digging on that. I, I just am. I'm, that makes me love that character even more. Thinking about it through that lens and makes it uh, mm. more. Human's not the right word, but it's close. Yeah, Unreal. despite like being like literally an inhuman thing, or partially an inhuman thing, like Venom is, uh, I don't know, surprisingly human to me, and it sort of painted Spider-Man to me as like a cop. Damn, yeah, like, yeah, not good. There's a lot of level, like serious levels to feel back from. I think. A lot of '90s stuff and how the decades have gone by with like new writers taking over and like especially today, you know, you could say a lot of the stuff was like anti-cop, anti-capitalist, which is wild. Or like, hopefully, the new writers are going in that realm of like pulling those key things out from like previous runs or whatever. Yeah. To like almost like redeem the anti-hero aspect. Obviously, we're covering a lot of, there's a lot of social parasocial issues or like political issues. What would you say is the weirdest fact about um, anything in the Venom realm that you can give listeners? Um, hmm. I mean, I guess killing your girlfriend is a little fucking wild. But like, uh, do you know thanks. of any like weird... Thankfully, he does not kill his girlfriend. But uh, oh, good, thank God. Yeah, there was this. Uh, I'm trying to. Th- hmm, I'm trying to think. There's a lot of like super weird stuff. I think like a historical weird fact is like the Venom suit concept was 
was like created by like a kid. What? Who, what? Yeah, who like mailed in? Uh, I forget who exactly it was. I forget the name. Uh, but like a kid mailed it, like a fan of the comic mailed in uh, like a, a thing. He was credited, um, but he like mailed in either like just like a black suit he was basically like spider-man should have like a living suit or like an alien suit yeah that kid was right he was right Uh, i literally just brought up an article that says venom was originally created by a spider-man fan who was paid an unbelievable sum which i'm assuming is a zero (laughs) amount of 14 dollars yeah something low that's the oh randy schuler yeah out of the out of uh illinois I want to buy it. We'll pay two hundred and twenty dollars. Enclosed, find a you'll find a work for hire agreement and voucher. Sign it where marked. Can you imagine being the creator of one of the most iconic suits of all time? Gritty, iconic, and best use of negative space, and you only got two hundred twenty dollars. Like, I can. This believe. is like the Nike logo all over again. You I can know what easily I mean? believe that. Yeah. Uh, the inflation is said to be $536 today. So Wow. So that's like it's <laughs> safe to say Randy bought a house with that money. Yeah. Damn. That's incredible. There, Damn. There was <laughs> there have been some cool uh para- like there have been some cool I guess uh things to happen to Venom. Like uh for a while Venom was like in line to be the next Satan. Uh, oh, it's like man. branded by Mephisto with the Hellmark, um, which uh, oh, he awesome. thankfully passed off to a 16 year old girl. Um, better, better choice. Who, uh, I mean, honestly, this... a more realistic choice. Let's be real. <laughs> and uh, she has this symbiote. So there's a clone of the Venom symbiote, which now is named Mania. But when it was introduced in 2004, let me tell you, this clone was introduced. In, have you ever seen the movie The Thing? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, oh my my favorite movie. Okay, hell yeah, me too. We love a Kurt Russell. Yeah, yeah yes, do. that's true. Um, so All there right. is an arc of there's an arc of Venom that is literally just like The Thing, but with Venom as the thing. That makes me so happy. Pretty it good. So, I'd read so it. Good. It came out in like 2004. I want to say. Um, and it introduces this character where like, it's a clone, it's straight up, it's a straight up clone of the Venom symbiote and like scientists are working on it or whatever, but eventually Venom like beats it up and absorbs it into him <laughs> and then is just like double Venom for a while. Uh, and then that's the part So it's that like the to- Venom movie, but he's already Venom. So he has yeah. to absorb another Venom. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it's a it's a crazy. I just read that. I picked it up at Challengers on their sale. Uh, I uh, oh hell yeah, yeah. It's something we want to take a quick uh, quick shout out to uh, Patrick and Dal at Challengers. Mark and I often talk about them and how great their shop is. And if you do not like to shop in store. Challengers offers you the ability to shop online and deliver it to your door, no matter where you are in the states. Oh shit! I got, That's the quick plug. So I gotta no, I gotta make it a little longer because I gotta thank them for backing Gardner. So that means a lot. 
We love to see it. Love it. They also love true cult. We love you guys. We love you guys so much. (laughs) All right. I got to stop this. I'm loving it. We're living. But I got to get another drink. That's what I I'm think doing. we all need another drink. <laughs> so we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna, yeah, exactly. Mark's, Mark's getting a drink. I'm getting a drink. Liana now has to get a drink. We'll be right back. Good morning, my sweet babies. It's your normal host, dare I say, the better host, uh, coming to you with not only the reason for waking up, which is coffee, but letting you know that Comics Inebriated actually has its own coffee. That's right. Rootless loves us so much, and they better, that they were willing to give Comics Inebriated its own roast. You can grab that over at rootlesscoffee.com. And for all their other products, including fresh ground beans that you can have sent to your door, or perhaps even a pair of sweatpant joggers that have Rootless logo on them, uh, you can get any of that and or some of their signature roasts for 20% off using morning coffee and again you should also check out comics inebriated new roast uh featuring you know the wonderful artwork that matt and i did for the podcast not only that but it'll fuel you to listen to the rest of the episodes and maybe Jono will even sweetly sing to the coffee bag before it's shipped out who knows anyway you can get 20 percent off most of the stuff on the site using the code morning coffee love you guys we're back with Mark Bouchard talking about Venom. Yeah, is there anything you wanna you wanna leave us with or wrap up in terms of Venom. I mean you were already sending us incredible pages from like the runs that you've you love so much. Um, I guess uh I guess we're we've talked about like there's some other runs that I like, but in those runs Venom is a troop, and I don't. We don't need to talk about that. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. No. 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 We'll pretend that that didn't happen. Thank you. What's great about comics is you can pretend it doesn't exist, or it can exist in your mind. You simply do not part. see it. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I, I did neglect. I, <laughs> I did neglect to bring up uh, anti-venom. Oh, you're not neglecting. We are present for this. All right. I got to bring him up. So when Eddie Brock uh, got cancer, allegedly from being Venom, and then Mr. Negative touched him and it turned all the cells into anti-Venom cells. So he was just like a white and black, like just inverse color scheme Venom. But he posted up in a again church. utilizing piggybacking off of what's the kid's name? Wow, like damn! Again, using real believable science and Ralph. I think. Wait, also, did you say church? Is he a man yeah, of he, the church now? Yeah, he posted up in an a church. alien of the church. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I'm sorry. We've talked about this so many times because, like, Mark and I obviously have bonded over our love for Venom, but I never knew about this. I've never known about this. Is he? Is that motherfucker going getting going to Ash Wednesday and shit? Like, what? He's trying to be a priest. He wants to be the Pope. Like, just... he was like a guy. <laughs> if it if it went down between if if it's a guy and. An oh, guys! Absolutely Venom. winning. You know that. 
a guy's gonna win, but I no, I can't tell. We gotta censor this part, but I would vote for. Damn. It would be more interesting. Damn. Fuck. That's fucking savage. Incredible. Well, so I'm Venom, sorry, Mark. Sorry, I yeah, literally, yeah. like, I thought you were joking for a second. I cannot believe this. Venom goes to church. No. Venom posts up in an abandoned church and uh, stabs people through the chest with his fingers in order to heal their physical <laughs> ailments. Oh, that's not the same thing I thought. Legitimate, like, South uh, preacher, you know, the ones that... Oh, my God. Yeah. And that was, like, (laughs) that trade was what got me back into reading comic books. That was, like, the first thing I bought. This is truly the best, like, I read comics because of story. (laughs) Yeah. I thought he was doing confessions or some shit, but no, no, no. He's just like, hey, come here. Let me stab you. Yeah. Well, speaking of comics, do you want to tell everybody how we all met? Yeah, so... That could rip. I'm really bad at this podcast. Y'all have heard so many episodes by now. This is what you get. And obviously, thank God Mark puts up with this, so... We had a... I have a... I feel like the story of how Matt and I met has been echoed multiple times on this podcast. Um, uh, yeah, we're guilty of it. No, I'm going to say it wasn't Liana this time. No, it was Marie and Ray. Yes. Marie and I are essentially the same being at this point. Let's be real. <laughs> we, uh, I love Marie very much. But the the first time Matt and I physically hung out is a different story. We uh, had, did not know each other really and uh we're supposed to go yeah we were supposed to go to this dinner and and we got there like 45 minutes before anyone else and there was this punk bar that i used to go to in college that was like a five or ten minute walk from where we were going so we ended up there and getting beers and just talking for a while before we had to go back to dinner was this in chicago yeah this was c2e the last convention that ever happened oh my god adorable how was i not there because you were busy dang busy as we we met we met and marie had told me about you and i was like oh shit mark's cool and also everyone in comics that i've met has called me baby matt and then finally i was like someone my age i mean someone my age who's not going to tell me they're that i'm their son i'm their baby boy fair point (laughs) however mark just exudes like just underworld godly like energy though so like there's no age attached only me you know i'm the I mean? only one with young age but uh, i i forget jonna was with me jonna jonna diener uh, yeah. and i were splitting a table and and you two knew each other from the anthology you put together yeah and we, you were instantly we knew each other also from the hard times oh shit oh. I, I didn't know that i didn't realize that's that. how i know john shut up oh shout out to our good friend uh john O'Diener john and rootless rootless.com use code hangover at checkout <laughs> i don't know i don't know if it's still there i if it's not rootless sorry fired. you missed we'll out you, yeah you yeah. should have listened an episode one yeah um but i i i like to think about like first impressions definitely mean a lot for people and like you were instantly so fucking nice to me and i was like oh yeah this is a person i would be hanging out with more often if i didn't live in the boston area and they didn't live in chicago yeah. if we were like near each other i'd see you more 
mm-hmm. but it it was I, I I always get super anxious meeting people, especially in comics, because I I never know the line that is professionalism versus friendship and shit. Mm-hmm. And you just kind of were like, you didn't even let me worry about that. Mm-hmm. We so could also, cool if you lived closer, we could also physically battle on our old generation Pokemon games. Oh my god, we could trade. That is far more. Yeah. Wait, before we get to Pokemon, I need yeah. Mark to how say how we meet? met yeah. because I don't remember. I actually like. Yeah. So I found Liana's professional like comics website and cold what? emailed asking if she wanted to be in this anthology I was curating. <gasps> oh shit, really? That was that? Oh my yeah. god. Yeah, so Mark, I found I adore you. I adore you too. I yeah, it was I just like I was curating this book that I edited called Everything Is Going Wrong, Comics on Punk and Mental Illness. Uh, and I wanted it to be like super good. So I was just like combing through, I was combing through, I think the visible women hashtag and I found your website. So I emailed you. I wonder if I still have the email. <laughs> um, I'm going to look for that. Actually, you know what? I wanted to tell everyone cause I didn't remember how we met, but I know that we did finally meet, uh, at heroes one year yeah. where you brought juice box. Um, and it was like one of the greatest moments of my life, obviously, so, but that like my partner remembers who you are and everything, because like, you're just like, you give that much of a, uh, a, a lasting impression because you're like so nice and like just so low-key chill and have just like this very calming aura about you mm-hmm. obviously with like all the work that you put out that shows but also that you everything is going wrong actually introduced me to a lot of people that I know and respect today like John uh was Jono in that one yes yeah. yeah so Jono Adam Gorham wouldn't oh, be sure, yeah. buds with him and I didn't even realize that we lived in the same area at some point and like all that stuff and so like every time that we talk like I find out one more thing that we have in common like you know things like I don't know random stuff like eyeshadow and things like that and I'm just like Mark is so fucking cool I don't understand how they can get any cooler and so uh it's a great bu- friendship building opportunity as you both were chatting you know chatting about uh Pokemon <laughs> I feel yeah. like I have that same of energy about many other things with Mark. So, sorry to interrupt your Pokemon conversation. <laughs> okay, we're not going in. A... We're not going in. <laughs> not I think you and I. All we have to say is Gen two and Gen five are the best gens ever, and there's not yeah. really a discussion on it. No discussion. It's just a statement. Gen five made bugs viable. If you have a problem with Gen five, you can email me directly at <laughs> mmns12 at gmail and I won't answer you. <laughs> anyway, but Mark Mark is an extremely talented writer. Mark's been doing cool as hell shit. Um, wh- wh- what are you working on? Um, right now, I'm I have a book coming out in June called "It Took Luke," um, it, and I was very hesitant to uh, to say this during the Kickstarter campaign, but it's very sad and very fucked up. Um, it's a horror <laughs> book about. Um, <laughs> It's a it, on I mean, on its face. It's a horror book about like amorphous flesh monsters, but it's it's also a deeply uh, sad book about uh, crunch culture and capitalism and 
sort of uh, tumultuous relationships. And uh, yeah, I'm really the I'm really excited for everyone to get their hands on it. Who is already uh, I backed it and stuff. I'm uh, yeah. I've sent a, a little bit of it wait. to a few friends, and uh, the Me. response has been good. Yeah. Can I? What? Yeah. I every time I get a text message with pages, I'm like, I, I feel so in the loop right now. Like I feel I feel like a celebrity. You know I, what I mean? All all those things that you that you actually said you were hesitant to talk about. I think those are things I picked up on and clicked with. Your writing is so. You have a way where you can invite people in. This sounds so bougie. I'm sorry in advance. I've had a drink, obviously. Um, you have a way where you like have uh, hard things to be accessible. Obviously, you've curated an entire graphic novel about punk and mental illness and like how that intersects. But like this book looks so good in terms of like how you approach horror and gore but make it accessible for like all different types of ages of readers and everything so i was really shocked but also not shocked at all because like if anyone could do it you could also that's my two cents sorry stepping off the board (laughs) i gotta give a shout out to ice uh bill underwood they are they do art on the book and they are so gorgeous. One of yeah, like insanely talented, insanely hardworking. Really like one man. of the best artists I I know right now. Um, and they yeah, their I'm style just, like, fits so well with your creative. Like it just clicks. It automatically makes sense. The the book is super limited color. It's just black and white and red and. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there that's it's it's really difficult for a lot of artists I think to really punch up their work when it's very limited or when it's three colors max and uh, everything is really clear I never have questions when I'm looking at anything I I know what's going on and I love it and all all the dialogue feels really believable which is that's something I'm big on I I can absolutely close a book if I don't feel like those are people that exist in whatever world they're in. And you have people talking the way people talk to each other, coupled with this really nice, energetic artwork. So I I think you two made a great team. That is, you both made exactly the kind of book that works. And it's great. And it's it's really fucking good horror. And I'm the only problem I have with it is I don't have it yet. But that's... (laughs) I will fix that soon. <laughs> you ready for this compliment train to just be like aggressively poured onto you? Yeah, we're gonna censor all like, of it. I've just been like attacked. I think that was very complimentary. <laughs> the the uh, the dialogue thing is something I pay a lot of attention to. Uh, I like, yeah, I I really appreciate that. Um, uh, but I'm just glad that Mark is getting this like compliment shower right now. <laughs> So I think Mark's talented. I miss you both so I much. I miss you both. Damn. I can't wait till okay. everyone's vaccinated and we can like go around and see people again. I know. Do a little lake house hang. And, and like I said, I stand by what I said, Mark, where if you're if you're coming here for looking for schools, I have no fucking problem picking you up. And it's just an excuse to hang out, so I'm fine with that. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um yeah, we can sing glowing praise about Mark uh, all day, every day, and it's really good listening. But 
we'll eventually have to go. So where, where can people find you? Uh, people can find me at Bark Mouchard on Twitter. That's where I am. It's just my name, but with the first and last initial, uh, the first letter of my first and last name switched. So yeah. Please tell us why that is. Oh, uh, why that understand. is? Like I've always, I always thought it was because of juice. Oh no! Box, so but, there's this dude yeah. in college, and uh, I let him borrow my car, and he said my name wrong, and he called me Bark, <laughs> and then he called me Bark for four years. <laughs> And then I was just like, okay. And you let him borrow this. your car? No, his name is my, Bart. I let him borrow my car I, first. Unless I'm wrong. I'm if, like, I'm like, am I doing friendships wrong? Can I just give that little of effort to? If you, if you, uh, if you cut it, I'll tell you why he did that. Okay. okay yeah, we'll definitely cut. talk about that later. Yeah. No, no, no. Tell us after. Tell us after. Okay. Okay. So, sorry. Um, clearly I'm doing friendships wrong. And then. No, you're not. <laughs> you know you're saying, like, like, I appreciate you. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love the part. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I, um, Mark, it just makes me so happy that, like, not only would you come on the podcast, but also I was like, please, God, do the Venom thing. Because, like, I think one of the first things you had told me when we first met was that you did your thesis on Venom. And I was like, I have never met a cooler person in my entire fucking life. Powerful, yeah. So thank you so much for coming on. Um, I'm a little jealous that you and Matt get to play Pokemon together. but We've never uh, played Pokemon together. I mean, you will eventually. Yeah, eventually. Um, You can too. For those of you who do not follow Comics Inebriated on um, any of the social media, you can find us at Comics Inebriated besides, obviously, Twitter, which is Comic Inebriated, as per usual. Um, We hope everyone's doing well, uh, staying safe, wearing a mask, and, uh, you know, all that stuff. Matt? You said it all. I don't just, I love every one of you individually, but within reason. (laughs) Thank you for listening. Mark, would you like to leave anything with our listeners? Um, I am one of you listeners. I appreciate this community. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought you were just going to be like, hell yeah. I would. <laughs> hell yeah. Uh-huh.